Hey guys, it's your girl Dinola Ndashi Jameson and you are listening to the Conversations with Purposed Women. This podcast is all about empowering women to thrive in their work with Jesus, motivation and accountability. We talk all things from celibacy, singleness, marriage, finances and purpose. I'm here to make sure that you are inspired, equipped and empowered to pursue God's mission. I invite you on this journey with me. Let's go after everything we've got together. Hey family, welcome back into studio. I'm so excited to be back again. Whew, God is amazing. He's so faithful. Um, thank you all so much um, for all your reviews um, on the previous episode and for taking us and um, for just sharing what God is doing in y'all's hearts um, through Dallary's episode. We are really excited for what God is doing through this platform. It is such an honor to be a vessel, um, to bring glory and honor to his name. And um I'm really, really so excited for what God is doing. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely alone in studio today. Um, I have a lovely friend, a beloved sis in Christ with me, and um, she has such a powerful testimony that she wants to bring to the world um, with what God has done in her life and for what he's doing in her and through her. So yeah, let's dive into this um, Firstly, I would like to introduce Tanya Manar. She is a daughter of the Most High King. Fearfully and wonderfully created by him for his purpose, she has been in the mining industry for 16 years as a qualified control and instrumentation mechanician. But now she is a devoted housewife and mother, as well as an entrepreneur, as a tailor and baker. My beloved says, welcome into studio. Welcome to the Purposed Woman community. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Stacey. It is a privilege and an honor to be here. It's only by God's grace that we are here today. Amen. Thank you, my sister. Um, it is really so great to have you here. Thank you for traveling such a long distance <laughs> to join me in fellowship and uh, to break bread and as well as to just share your testimony for what God is doing in your life. Can you kindly please share with us your journey as a single woman into single motherhood? And at which point did you choose to accept Christ as your personal savior? Wow, um, singleness seems like a lifetime away. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. Um, honestly, I never thought that I would fall pregnant so early on in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I've always loved children. Um, as a young teenager, me and my um, niece, we would always fight when new babies are born into the family. We would argue who's the first one to hold or play with them. And um, I think my love for children started very, very young. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that God has placed that within me for a reason. Getting pregnant at the age of 18 wasn't really in my plans because I myself didn't know what I want to do with my life. Um, after I finished high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. whether I wanted to study or work or I just wanted to take a gap year. But with a dad as strict as mine, uh, he didn't give me much of a choice. <laughs> In his world, it was either you study mm -hmm. or you work, but you don't lie under his roof doing nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was given a choice. Um so eventually my father took my CV and he handed in at the mine where he was working. And yeah, 
I started as a um, plant operator. Uh, the time that they called me for the interview, my dad said, yeah, you're going to say yes to everything. <laughs> now imagine, I don't even know what the questions would be, but my father said, you say yes to everything. Remember, guys, by that time, I didn't know the Lord yet. Mm. You know, we grew up in a Catholic home. Mm. So knowing God personally wasn't in the agenda at that time. Yeah. So for me, my father, I feared him because he was strict and you live by his rules. So, okay, eventually I got the job. I started as a plant operator. Um, I got involved with my, my son's father and um, being a part of the world, you don't know or you don't know how to discern from, you know, what is good for you and what's not. And it was really difficult. For me, it was like the guy could just say the right word and I would fall over my feet. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was an awkward way in how we met and how we got together, you know. And um, I think it was all planned ahead but not by me everything happens for a reason you know and um i believe that the choices we do make in life have consequences and that we all have to live by it and when i felt pregnant you know i had nothing but choose life and mm. be responsible at a very young age uh, so tell me how old were you when you fell pregnant with your first son um i was 18 <laughs> I was, yeah. Wow. So, I was 18 years old. So you, you actually grew up with a very strict dad. So how was, how was that like for him to hear the news that you're actually pregnant at the age of 18? I can remember it like yesterday. Um, me and my dad, we were very, very close, you know. Me and my mom, we weren't so close, but I had the desire to be close to my mom, but didn't know how to. And... Having a dad that is so close to you, you guys share everything. And me, myself, finding out I was pregnant, oh my gosh, I just wanted the earth to swallow me whole. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to tell him. I didn't even know how to tell my mom, you know. And I was actually hiding it away for up until I was about four months pregnant. Wow. And by that time, it was so difficult to... Uh, to hide it, mm. you know, uh, the baby is growing, I'm getting bigger, so obviously mom notices that mm, you're getting bigger, and me, I just said, no, it's the food I'm eating at work, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I came up with excuses, and later on, I just didn't know how to anymore, and eventually, you know, um, I think she figured it out, and she confronted me about it, and mm. yeah, Wow. I just had to admit. And by that time, dad didn't know about this pregnancy. And I was, yeah. Mom was my go-to person and I asked her to tell dad because <laughs> I couldn't face him. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the day after I told mom, she made an appointment at the doctor and we went. And yeah, by that time I was about four months pregnant. And hearing the baby's heartbeat for the first time, I think that is when I actually realized that, wow, this is real. Yeah. I'm going to have a baby at 
18, 19 years old. And yeah, it was a great feeling, but it was a scary feeling at the same time. Yeah. And um, with the possibility of probably having this baby on my own. Because mm -hmm. after I told the father that I'm pregnant, you know, he was like, yeah, he wasn't ready at all. Yeah. Neither was I, but I didn't have a choice because abortion definitely wasn't an option. And, um, yeah, I think for him probably would have been an option. And it was very difficult, you know. Uh, we come from different worlds and yeah. uh, he wants different things and I want different things. And, yeah, but eventually I decided that I'm going to have this baby. That baby is there for a reason. And... Yes, uh, after that, my mom told my father I was pregnant and almost for three months, we didn't talk, but he spoiled me rotten. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it was silence, but I get what I wanted mm. at the same time. So, yeah, he'd always check up, how are you? Are you okay? Just keep it, keeping it short. You know, not that deep conversations that we used to have, but yeah, it's just strict. Yeah, Are you okay? Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is how it has been. But after that, you know, I think um, dad got used to the idea. There's nothing he can change about it. And um, yeah, I think after the baby was born, it was his baby and not my baby, according <laughs> to my dad. So he was very, very strict and... Um, but also very supportive, you know. Um, yeah. At that time, according to me, I was the only girl. So, yes, it was it was heartbreaking, but it was also a very joyous moment. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in other words, you went into working into the mining industry, and um, you had to leave your son back home and like commit to trying to create a better future for you and your son or like for him and how did you did you continue with the relationship or did you did you just evolve into single motherhood how has that experience been for you as a single mother if you could just encourage so many other single mothers out there um, um, how has it been for you how did you how did that experience make you find God um, honestly the issue what I've learned out of that experience is that when you meet somebody you only see the goodness of that person. You don't really know that person. Mm. And I was actually in a very abusive relationship. Um, it was a very verbal abuse. And, you know, um, I didn't even like it when people shouted at me. Yeah. That made me very sad. But uh, I had to grow up, grow up very quickly in life, you know. And um, working in a mining industry that, according to many men, it's a man's world and that woman should not be in a mining industry. But to me, growing up with my grandfather, you know, he always said that um, you can do anything in life. Yeah. And I liked a challenge, you know, and I always wanted to do something different. Not normal. A girl must be in the kitchen and she must sit behind a desk and, <laughs> you know... I wanted to do challenge myself because at that point I didn't even actually know 
what I was capable of doing. Yeah. I was only exploring my options because, like I said, my dad didn't give me a choice. And being in the environment that I was in, the only thing I had to do was to explore it and see what it is I'm capable of doing. So, um, yes, apart from that, you know, the, the abuse, it got really bad, especially after I gave birth to my son. And, you know, I don't like abuse at all. Whether it's physical, emotional, mental, it's still abuse. And, um, yeah, I got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And at the end of the day, I didn't have just myself to consider. Mm. I had my son to think of, you know. If the father doesn't want to think of the son, then me as the mother, who is the primary caregiver, yeah. I should think of his safety, yeah. his well-being, his future. And eventually, you know, I just couldn't take the abuse anymore. And I, I always thought that, if I just waited a bit and just gave him another chance, you know, that mm. maybe he would see that, you know, I'm somebody that will stand by him and he would make a change. But that change never came. And I just totally got fed up with it. And uh, eventually I just said, enough is enough. And um, after I broke off the relationship, you know, he came back as, as if nothing happened, thinking that, no... We are still together and I just I just put my foot down and said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore, yeah. you know. And um, I was still working at the mine and um, I just decided I needed to get, the, get away from him. And with my dad, who continuously said, you need to think about going to study. And I just said, no, you know, I will get there eventually. <laughs> and... Um, with the relationship, you know, being as it is, I thought, okay, maybe this will be my way out. Maybe I should think about going to study. Yeah. Just to get away from him, you know. And um, eventually I applied to NIMT. And um, without even telling my mom, dad or anybody, I just applied at NIMT and thought, okay, if they accept me, then they accept me. If not, then yeah, then nobody gets hurt. And nobody gets false hope at the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, I will never forget that day. Um, it was on 13th of August. It was a Friday. I will never forget that day. My mom called and uh, the supervisor called me on the radio and said, uh, Kisting, you need to come. Kisting is my maiden surname. <laughs> so, yes. He said, Kisting, you need to come to the office. Uh, your mom is looking for you. And uh, I went to the office after I finished what I was busy with and um, I called my mom back and I just said no call me back and the foreman said no you you guys can talk and and she was like yeah but why didn't you tell me you were applying and 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 already she's screaming my head off and I just knew what it was about because at that time I didn't even have a cell phone I didn't worry about technology you know and um, I just said okay okay wait a bit mom and uh, just tell me what they said no, you got accepted. And I said, yes. <laughs> and, just, and then I told her, now you can continue. Continue biting my head off. And she was so calm after that, you know. And I was so excited. And I was like, yo, now I can do something for myself. And set an example for my son wow. at the end of the day. Wow. So that was my way out. 
But I believe that God orchestrated that whole thing, you know, without me even knowing it. Yeah, so it was like in your going to study and all of that that you end up meeting God and um getting to know him through how he showed up in your life. Well, it yeah, eventually you know I went to study uh for four years and um it was very hard. Oh, after the first three months I wanted to give up and I wanted to just go back home. But remember, I resigned from my work to go study. And by the third month, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. And I miss my son and I miss my mom. And I'm so far from home. And eventually, <laughs> my mom called me one Thursday afternoon. And I was so angry. And the instructors are so nasty. And oh, I just hated everything. And I was crying. And I don't know whether my mom knew. Yeah. To call at that exact moment. But you know, you don't want your mom to know that you're going through a rough time. And now you're, when you see her, her, it's her calling, you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to straighten myself out. And when when you start talking, it's like she knew when I started talking that I was actually crying. And she's like, now what's going on? And I was like, but mom, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. And you know... <laughs> So yeah, it was waterworks and um, eventually she just let me talk and then after I finished talking, she said, but it's fine. You can leave everything and just come home. Mm -hmm. But then you need to remember, if you give up now, you have nothing to come back to. You have a son mm -hmm. that you need to worry about. There's no job waiting for you. And that actually got me think that she's right. You know, I gave up my job that gave me a salary to take care of my son yeah to go study to set an example not just for my future but for his future yes and you know i thank god that my parents were willing to look after my son during my studies and you know after that every time when things got rough my son was my inspiration to wow. continue and um no matter how difficult things got, you know, just imagining his face, you know, that is what got me through. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I successfully completed my four years of study and uh, with the assistance of great lecturers at that time, you know, it was, it was, it was worth everything, yeah. <laughs> with every tear. At that time, me and my son's father, we were not communicating he decided not to be a part of my son's life. You know, I gave him the option to be there. Yeah. I didn't want child support. Yeah. I just wanted him to be there. But he chose not to be there. That must have been hard. It was very difficult. For me, at the end of the day, you know, I believe that we all need money mm. to get by yes. in this life, you know. But the connection you build with your child is much more valuable at the end of the day than that $500 child support that you get. Definitely. So that was the angle I was aiming to. You know, I was keeping that door open mm. for him to build a relationship with his son. Mm. I didn't worry about the money because I knew that I have my parents to help me. But my parents obviously didn't think the same as I did. But yeah, 
everything happens for a reason. Amen. <laughs> so I think about a year after I completed my studies, um, I find I found God, you know, yeah. and yeah, it was worth it. Amen. The process made you find God. Yes. It definitely did. You know, I was so in the world, uh, especially with my studies, you know. I got people who invited me to different churches. I experienced different churches in different ways. But still, there was that something I was looking for that I didn't find. You know, and uh, having a grandmother who served God, you know, and... She was a real prayer warrior, you know, and she was an inspiration. Mm. And um, if it wasn't for her prayers and her encouragements, I don't think that I would have found God. But I think she was, she played a big role in me being where I am today. Amen. Look at God. God is faithful and he's, wow. He's, God is really, really so faithful. Tanya, I'm so inspired by how, what, what a strong woman you are in the Lord. <laughs> we've, we've journeyed together for the past four years. Um, and, you know, there's so much that I can just say that I'm, I'm inspired by the way you keep on pioneering with God. And um, um, I, I want to really just ask you, like, you, you evolved from, being a woman in mining to being a wife and a stay-at-home mother who radically stepped into entrepreneurship. Um, I remember um, when we met, because we met at the ministry <laughs> where I'm planted currently, um, you were one of the first people who really just, we just clicked from the get-go and we just became so close. And um, I, I didn't know at that time that you lost your daughter, but can you just explain to us before we get to the to the to the losing part, mm. um, how you evolved from um, from surrendering your your job <laughs> uh, at the mine um, to to be a stay at home mom because you were married at that time. How was that like? Was it not easy to to surrender to to lay that down on the altar and to become a stay at home mother and a wife? Can you just share with us a bit um, into that process? Wow, um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't an easy journey or decision to make. But I believe that I had the desire to be a full-time mom for a very long time. But also, I enjoyed being an independent woman, you know. Um, mm. Ever since me and my son's father broke up, you know, I just wanted to be me. Yeah. Not answering to a man or explaining why this, why that, you know. I just wanted to make, um, I just wanted to set an example for all my nieces, younger nieces, that you need to first focus on yourself mm. before you can focus on somebody else. Wow. Establish yourself so you don't have to be dependent on someone else. Yeah. At the end of the day. But nowadays, if you look in, in society, it is that you hardly even work, but you want something from a man. I mean, God gave all of us the ability to stand up and be independent and not dependent 
yes. from a man. To be, to be independent um, holistically on your own, you know. Yes. yes. Working for yourself, paying with your own money. God had a plan for me being here in Wolfish Bay uh, from the get-go. Uh, it was very difficult. And um, I remember the day that I signed the contract uh, that the mine gave me, you know. Uh, when I saw the salary, it was your. Know, it was still up until today. It it's it's very emotional because it's so much more than I actually expected, and and it only has been about six months since I accepted God into my life, and already I'm seeing the fruit of what He is capable of doing. You know, wow. and um, and that alone was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It was it was very emotional and um, but yeah. I thank God you know uh, he had a purpose and a plan and he knew that my heart's desire was that I never wanted my parents to take care of my son I wanted to take care of my own children but due to circumstances mm. my parents had to step in and help me you know and for a long time I was struggling to get my son back so I can raise him but. Everything had a purpose in my life, you know. It took about seven years for me mm. to get my son back so he can stay with me after I started working, you know. Uh, but all that is a, it's a journey in so, its own. Um, um, when you met your now husband, um, I think you guys were married for at least five years before you evolved into... Um, resigning from your job because you were pregnant with your second child with your daughter um, no 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 um i was talita was already born um we got la funny thing about my husband <laughs> um i didn't meet my husband just before we got married i already knew my husband because we met by the time i met my son's father because we were all working on the same mine. Wow. And I think there is where our friendship began. Um, he was, oh, he was a very good friend. <laughs> uh, he was my go-to person. Yeah. When I was angry, he was there. When I needed a shoulder to cry on, he was there. When I needed encouragement, he was there, mm -hmm. you know. And I saw something within him then already that, you know, I just, I just felt comfortable with him, yeah. you know, and, um, but I never thought we would end up getting married. Yes. So, yeah, we were actually best friends and, um, we dated at, at one point, I think three years, four years after, three years after I, uh, me and my son's father broke up and we dated for about, I think three months. Mm-hmm. Because I was so fearful that our friendship would end, mm -hmm. that I always rejected him. And eventually, mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to give him a chance. Mm -hmm. And um, when I did, it wasn't, he wasn't in the place where I thought he would be. Because mm -hmm. what he wanted and what I wanted, it wasn't the same things. Yeah. I was in search of God and search of wholeness and stability mm -hmm. and at that point in his life he wasn't able to give it to me yeah so we broke up and um yeah 
that breakup cost us almost, I think, it's seven years of um, being enemies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he saw me as an enemy and, uh, yeah, but it was many things that led to that, you know. It, um, mm. We haven't seen or talked to each other for seven years. Wow. And then 2014, mm-hmm. when I also evolved to technology. <laughs> wow. So... But in that seven years, you know, it's like you always get that. You think of that specific person that had an impact in your life. Yeah. And he was the person I was always thinking about. Wow. And in that seven years, I always tried to reach out and um, find out where he is, how he is doing. Is mm. he alive? Is he happy? Mm. You know, that was my main concern. And every time the people I asked, they said um, they didn't know where he is or they, you know, mm-hmm. nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, I remember it was on a Tuesday afternoon. I was at work and I was talking to one of my colleagues and mm-hmm. I told her, you know, I'm always thinking of this specific person. And, uh, and by that time, you know, I was like, how will I find it? Why is it that I'm always thinking about this person? And then she said, you know. There is Facebook. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, no, on Facebook you can find people. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, yes, okay. And then, you know, I searched him and I found him and I sent him a friend request. And I was like, is he still mad at me? (laughs) And I was like, okay, I waited. And three days went by. And nothing. And by the third day, I was like, okay, he's probably still mad at me. So, yeah, nobody can say I didn't try, you know. And I think late, by the third day, late that afternoon, I got a a reply. And he asked me, how are you doing? And I was like, not how I'm doing, what is your number? (laughs) So, yeah, we got in contact and... um, yeah, we definitely just clicked. Yeah, again, I think you know? I think the timing was right. Yeah, but it all happened also after I went through a very traumatizing thing in my life. You know, um, I think my after I met God, I have been challenged in ways that, yeah, I never thought I would have been challenged. You know, my mm. faith, uh, my stability, um, everything. And, uh, but I thank God that he never gave gave up on me. You know, there were times that I wanted to give up, but he never gave up on me. And, um, I think, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit as well, they pushed me, uh, and yeah, today I'm still standing. Wow. Um, I also believe your, your, your heart for children, as you shared earlier, um, was probably instrumental in um, voluntarily deciding to 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 just trust God and to to be a wife and a mother at home. Yes, uh, Deshi, you know, thinking about it now, um, it was very difficult um, for me, you know, uh, having to be in a marriage where, according to God's word, says that the wife needs to be submissive to the husband 
being yeah. an independent woman and suddenly having to be submissive to somebody else it was a very difficult transition for me you know and uh but my desire was pleasing god at the end of the day you know yeah. trying to live day by day according to god's word despite the struggles that came along with all that you know um my husband coming from a very different background where his mother and father served the lord for many years whereas i my parents don't serve god at yeah. all you know yeah. so it's it's like day and night so the upbringing was very different you know how he found god and how i found god was very different as well you know um for him it was a very up and down thing then he's serving then he's in the world you know he he, he at that time he hasn't found his roots yet mm. but me i was trying to um balance my roots you know mm. uh, a bit getting stable in the position that i am you know and um i can only thank god for spiritual parents um like pastor benny and his wife who is really played a major role in the growth of my spiritual life you Amen. know uh them being if it wasn't for them since i came to wolfish bay i don't know <laughs> i probably would have been lost by now <laughs> but really they have been with me through thick and thin in um good and bad and uh they have definitely been parents where my parents were very far from me you know mm-hmm. and uh even in the most difficult times they were there so uh even when i met my when my husband came back into my life you know and we got married pastor benny and his wife were very supportive um and they have been you know they have really been there for us and uh i believe that uh when i found out i was pregnant with my daughter it was also uh god's grace <laughs> to think that uh when i got pregnant with my son uh after that i asked god without knowing him i asked him lord please don't let me fall pregnant again until i am married <laughs> and when eventually i think it was we got married in 2014 in december and um i think in august 2015 i found out i was pregnant So when I got the news I was like thank you Jesus I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> so no guilt whatsoever. Yeah. So already they it showed me that you know God does listen. It's not only when you serve him but he does listen. And uh I think that most of the things in my life um I realized that things I might have said without thinking I might have asked in prayer without really thinking about it. God has shown me that he did listen. Yeah. It it came into reality. I wanted to live by the sea. God made that happen. I was in Wolfish Bay. So, <laughs> yes, it happened without me knowing it, you know? And uh I'm I'm honored and privileged to serve a God that is faithful and um mm. that is a He's a man of his word, you know, and uh he's listening. 
He listens to my heart. So uh, eventually I got pregnant. Uh, I was so happy when it was a girl. And I don't know, my husband, he was excited. (laughs) But I think he wanted the boy. But yeah, we were very, very excited. Uh, She was a bundle of joy, a ray of sunshine. And uh, yeah, she just knew how to rep you as big as you may be around her pinky. So... uh, (laughs) Yeah, she was a very lovable person, you know. Yeah. But I think uh, when you live in a world you live in, you always plan ahead about what you want to do, how you want to do it. Yeah. But, you know, I think with her, I learned that you need to embrace every single day and not think too much about tomorrow or next week or next month. Wow. Because... Life is definitely too short. And if you are so focused about the future, you miss out on the small things about today. And I thank God that he made me vigilant enough to realize the small things she was doing, how she was doing it. And up until today, you know, even though she may not be here anymore, those small things make me really appreciate life but also brings me back to the scriptures that said that you need to be as a child to get into the kingdom of God amen you know Uh, so all those things make me humble again and bring me back down to earth to be where God God wants me to be yeah um just to wow my sons it's amazing to see how God really he prepared your heart to be to step into embracing being a present mom and a present wife and um it's it's quite weird um we met just a few months after you lost your daughter and i wasn't aware of that um i just heard of it in church and all of that and from i don't know from the get go uh, when we met we just ended up taking pictures after church and <laughs> it was such an amazing i was like lord who is this woman who is so bu- humble and so bubbly and i think what i what i drew from what made what drew me to you was your radiance and your zeal for the lord you know um you were very zealous of the, the lord's word and and i was so inspired how strong you were um you were in a grieving process um, can you just share with us how the loss of your daughter three years ago and the loss of your grandmother um, almost two years ago helped you to validate your loss as well as keep your faith in who God is in the midst of your grief? Because I remember you you were driving the car and you had an accident and she died in she she died a few days after the accident and you guys had to turn off um, the machines because she was brain dead. How, 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 I can just imagine how that must have been. Um, can you just share a bit with us how that made you still stand rooted in your faith in God? Um, um, how was that process like for you? Yeah. Okay, before I get there, um, I just want to share something quickly. You know, um, before the accident happened, you know, um, me and my husband were, in a very weird place in our marriage, you know, um, it was like, uh, I wanted to serve God, you know, with everything in me, alongside my husband, but he wasn't at that specific place yet, you know, so it was, I had to be a mom, 
I had to be a wife, but I also wanted to be a daughter of God, you know, to be a servant. But it was very difficult because what my heart desired isn't what my husband's heart desired at the same time. And I wanted us to be as one, yeah. you know, as God desired us to be. So, um, so yes, a few months before the accident, it was very difficult. I was really at the point of where I just, I just wanted to give up. I was like, God, this is not what I signed up for. Mm. This is not the marriage I want. I am blessed and, and, and happy and grateful for the fact that I have two healthy children, you know, and I have the husband I want, but he's not at the place he needs to be. Saying that, you know, <laughs> and hearing myself say that made me think that I wanted him to be at the place, but... Is it at the place where God wants him? Yes. You know? And um, it was very, very difficult. And I got angry with God. And I said, God, but this is not what I wanted. And I got angry with my husband because he's not doing what he needs to do. You know, he's not where I want him to be. And uh, that is a very difficult place to be in. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't make somebody be when it's not their time to be there. Wow. You need to be, as a wife, you need to be just faithful. You just need to be prayerful. Yeah. And you just need to wait upon the, upon, uh, you just need to wait upon God. To do the change. Because His timing. Yeah. Is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And saying that, you know, uh, with all these emotions and frustrations about wanting to get out of this marriage and don't not wanting things to be the way they mm -hmm. are, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, three months before our big accident, me and my husband, uh, we went through something where he had an accident. And, you know, it was by God's grace that he didn't, um, he didn't uh, injure anybody, wow. you know. Uh, nobody died. Uh, no property was damaged. But it was at that, that evening, you know, I was just like, God, I'm tired of this. I can't pick up the pieces anymore. Yeah. I need my husband to be the man I know he can be. So I can stand beside him and support him. Yeah. So I was so angry. And when he called me and I just said, I told you not to call me. And I hang up the when phone. When the accident happened. Yeah, when the accident happened. <laughs> I was so angry. People really, you know, my daughter is not feeling well. Now I have to leave everything and run. I decided enough is enough. And that evening, I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. Now you need to step in. Yeah. You know, and you're <laughs> when you let go of the reins, God changes everything. Wow. And I think that needed to happen for God to get a hold of my husband. Wow. And that was the night my husband's life turned radically wow so he today is the man i saw 18 years ago he can be i saw it then and today he is that now man. you're living in the manifestation of that i am living wow. because i let go and let god do he what he does yeah. best and um just just to um add there is it so uh, three months after his accident um you guys had a as a family you had another accident yes and you lost your daughter yes um so 
in other words that was also a that also evolved or it shifted a plate to bring you guys into alignment is that what you're trying to say yes i think um you know that needed to happen for him to be in the place where he is today because i i believe truly that if that accident of his did not happen mm -hmm. you know i might have lost husband the yeah. day i lost my daughter wow that is how i see he needed to be rooted in god in order to get through what we have lost yeah the loss the losing of your daughter yes because yeah. honestly deshi you know um when he turned his life around i was still a bit skeptical as a wife because it has been going on for many years and i was still a bit doubtful whether it was for real you know mm. in my heart i was praying and hoping and believing it is but still at the back of my mind i was like is this really for real can i get my hopes up you know i was still a bit i was scared but happy at the same time you know and uh going just before the accident we went on um a road trip where we um he is an evangelist mm. so we went on different went to different towns you know ministering and um spreading god's word and um it was about christmas that we spent with his parents after we were with mine for mm. a week so we went to his and we were um with his parents for christmas you know and um to the 27th i will never forget the date the 27th we were supposed to come mm. back home to wolfish bay so um we eventually left the 28th you know and uh thinking of going home you think of oh next year i'm gonna enroll her in school and you know all that you plan ahead mm. but you never knew what the day holds for you you yeah. know and um when the accident happened it was you know, it everything happened so quickly and um up until today i don't even remember what happened you know and waking up in a hospital and wondering where your child is having to hear that um she's in icu and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it you know uh being hurt myself lying in that hospital with a broken wrist uh, almost losing my ear uh swollen head um having about 10 stitches in my head you know uh, wow. uh i injured my breast um I, i myself was very injured my husband got away with a few scratches but it is by god's grace that i'm alive because if my husband did not um acted as fast as he did you know him being a safety officer um, not safety officer but uh being um protection officer uh in a fire ex fire fighter you know mm -hmm. he responded quickly and god used him and wow. i am alive today you know uh but being in that hospital you know seeing your daughter lying there and you being so helpless and knowing you can't do anything you need to wait upon mm, god she was in icu with that yeah she was on in icu and um basically on life support and um you know it was one of the hardest things uh you don't know whether you should pray or can pray or you i just knew god knows what is going on you know uh, mm. 
And it was hard. For me, it was very difficult. At that time, all I said in my head was, God, please take me and let her live. You know, wow. that is what I wanted. Wow. I just said, God, let me be in her position. She has a long way still to go. I just, as a parent, you want the best for your kids. Yeah. You rather want to suffer, but you don't want your children to suffer, nor do you want to see them suffer. Wow. So it was a very difficult time, you know. And um, after seven days in hospital... The doctor told us that, you know, there's nothing they could do and uh, we had to take her off the machines. And that is one of the hardest decisions that I had to make in my life. And uh, wow. But I think through all that, uh, God strengthened me and my belief in Him is so much stronger. It took a while for me to accept because I was living in denial for about a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, that basically almost ruined my marriage. Wow. But like I said, the accident of my husband had to happen for him to be rooted in God. Because mm. if not, he was my support. He was the one that carried me and During supported me and encouraged me. You know, and... Uh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's my supporter. Well, this makes me um, uh, think of, as the Word of God says, two is better than one. So he had to become rooted in God to, in the time when you lost yourself through the grief, he could push you through that, you know. Um, that is so beautiful. And I think um, the circumstances through which you guys transitioned through is proof that God brought you guys together. And um, when God does something and he brings people together, um, especially a marriage to advance his kingdom, that you are also on the enemy's radar. You know, the enemy wants to rip that apart. And through all of this, it's, it's such a testament to see what God has, is, has done, you know, and, and how he shifted the plates in both y'all's lives to bring you guys into oneness. And um, this brings me to almost to a closing um, you also gave birth, I think, uh, two years, a year and a half after the accident, you gave birth to <laughs> another baby, a boy, and you were actually <laughs> pregnant again. <laughs> Look at God's restoration. How, how has that been, seeing the goodness of God and Him, bring, him bringing restoration um, as, as you both became one? How, how, how does it feel to, to really just embrace <laughs> this restoration? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it was very difficult for a year, you know, and um, eventually when I came to terms with what I have lost, what I've been through, you know, and um, not asking anymore why God, you know, and just accepting it was His will, you know, and, 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 and accepting me, accepting what I've been through. Uh, and it wasn't pain of just the accident. Mm -hmm. It was a l lifetime of pain that I actually had to deal so with. So the, the, the loss made you confront a lot of background yes. trauma. Yes, okay. a lot of uh, pain that I have been hiding away and not dealing with it, you know. And um, wow. I, I, thank, I thank God, you know, the place that I went to. I wasn't with people I knew. I was with strangers that allowed me to be me and giving, um, exp truly expressing how I felt, yeah. why I was yeah. feeling. You went into way. isolation to I deal went, yes, with. Yes, for yeah. three weeks I went to, I, into isolation and I thank God that 
it happened and it, it, it was around about the time that COVID actually started here in Namibia when we had our lockdown. So, mm-hmm. yes, after that, I think that is when baby number three was produced. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think God planned everything, you know, and um, in May, um, yeah, in May I found out I was pregnant and the day of my daughter's birthday, yeah, yeah, I revealed yeah. it to my husband and he was super excited. So yeah, he's our he is our yeah, he's our blessing. He was he's our smile <laughs> after the pain, he's our joy. Like the rainbow after the rain. Yes. Wow. So yeah. Today he is yeah, a handful, but I thank God for every moment. You know, being a stay at home mom it, now it is it is such an honor and privilege it is hard work but having to see your child grow up you know experiencing everything he's going through uh seeing his character being built mm. and uh, going through his pains his joy his laughter it is really it is a blessing and i i can't thank god enough for that you know through that I'm building my own character and finding me, myself, you know, and uh, being how to be a better mom, mm. you know. And uh, now, he, being pregnant with baby number four, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found out, I think on Mother's Day, this I year. found out, yes, this year on Mother's Day, I found out I was pregnant with baby number four. Uh, all honor and glory to God. I didn't. I won't say we planned it, but yeah, God's plan is not my plan. He knows how and why. And um, through everything, God has been carrying us, you know, and uh, he's been using my husband, uh, providing for us, you know, and being there. It's not always easy. We have our arguments. We have our differences. But after everything, we are stronger than we were. Wow. So today he is uh he is my rock, he is my best friend, he is my support. <laughs> and <laughs> in times when I lack in in spending time with God, he is my knowledge, he is my wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 feeds me with scripture. He washes with, you with the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, I thank God, you know. I'm married to the man I always thought or prayed for. And that is why be careful what you ask for. You might just end up with it. So (laughs) I am truly happy and blessed to be uh, my husband's wife (laughs) and be a mother to his children, you know. Uh, So and still serving God at the Mm -hmm. same time. um, I enjoy every moment of it. And I truly believe that... uh, being a wife to a man of God is not the easiest job. But when you put your faith in God, mm. who is your true strength, who is the provider of everything in your life, mm. you can withstand anything. Amen. So I would just like to say that, you know, uh, it's not every day. It won't be every day that it is sunshine and roses. But in that difficult times, know that God is your strength. Mm. He's your only strength. Mm. 
Mm. And he is the only one that can give you the light in the darkness. He is the only one that can take you through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. He is the only one mm. that can lift up your arms when you can't. Yeah. He is the only one that can carry you through any situation. Wow, my sister, I'm so encouraged. Um, I know I've I've seen you in the in the midst of your grieving process, um, and there was the time I remember I had just published my first book in pursuit of a father, and <laughs> yeah, your husband released you. I prayed to God, Lord, I need an assistant. I just I told God, Lord. I don't see myself traveling alone to finish all these radio interviews and having to go and speak um, at another church, um, you know, outside of town. And I remember praying and just sharing the idea with you, you know, and you said, listen, yeah, I'm traveling with you. <laughs> and I, I, I believe that is when our friendship really became so close that we were able to have this long road trip and, we were able to sleep together and we were able to fellowship and chat. And, and I also remember you, you, you were such a catalyst in that process, how God used you. You thought God used me, you know, in the midst of your grief to help you pull through the fear of being in a car and traveling again. And, um, you know, but I remember on that trip how God used you in such a powerful way um, to also just broaden and strengthen my faith. Because it was a faith trip. And, <laughs> and yeah, my sister, so your, your grieving, being with you in the midst of your grieving process um, was a blessing to see up close how you grieved and how it came in waves and how you, you, you just allowed yourself to be you. When you wanted to cry, you would cry. And I recently just, <laughs> I just lost my grandma three weeks, actually a month ago. Um, and, um, it made me realize in retrospect, um, your grieving process, you know, it, it, it really opened up my eyes and I, I, it, it's making me so thankful and appreciative for that season. Um, even just how you stood by me in the season of my grief, you know, um, thank you, my sis, you, you are such a powerhouse for the Lord. And I do believe that God has you have a ministry within you. Um, and um, yeah, thank you for gracefully just um, enduring and being who you are and um, for, for radically coming on here and just sharing your heart with us. Um, you, are really, you are really an instrumental blessing in my life and not just to me, I believe to so many other um, women in the kingdom. And um, so... Um, my sis, what, what, what would you want to, what would you say to women who desire to be married to a man of God or who are married to a man of God and who are transitioning through the shifts that are so painful and difficult? What would you, before we just leave as we're concluding, what would you just say to them? Well, Deshi, uh, what I've learned in my life's journey is that um, life isn't easy. You never know where you're going to end up, you know, and uh, you never know how you're going to end up there. But for people 
that grew up with the word, it doesn't mean they're going to end staying in the word. You know, uh, like I said earlier, the choices we make in life mm. have different consequences. And when you make a choice, you need to live or accept the consequences that come along with the choices that you make. Mm. And looking back in my life, I have made some radical choices, some which I'm not very happy about because mm. there were a lot of hard consequences that came along with it. But I thank God for their choices and for those consequences because through the hard times and the consequences that I had to go through, that shaped me into the woman that I am today. And, you know, being married to a very strict, <laughs> sometimes very difficult, and definitely a very straightforward husband, you know, it's, it's breathtaking because at the end of the day, he says it as it is. Mm -hmm. I may not always want to hear it, but I have to hear it, you know, and that is what makes me reflect upon my life and where I am today. So that is what keeps me grounded wow. as a wife of a man who serves God. Mm. And I believe that it's, that is what every woman should do. Be humble. Stay grounded. Mm. You know, stay prayerful for your husband, your mm. marriage, your children, your family. Uh, you know, I am really blessed to have uh, parents-in-law that serve God, you mm. know. Seeing their marriage made me question my own marriage. <laughs> but, you know, they are very strict. But they serve God with so much love. And, and that made me so envious and sad at the same time because I have parents who don't serve God. And mm. that is my biggest desire, you know, that it won't be too late. You know, before they are gone, my prayer is that just once they would have that encounter with God, you know, mm. and, and that would change their lives. That is oh. my prayer for my, my parents, my brothers, my sisters, my family, you know, and uh, it is hard because I had a grandmother who was my mentor, who was my inspiration. I, I desired to be the woman she was, you know. She had a love for God that, you know, I can't even put it into words. Mm. But she had a love relationship with God that she was never too tired to talk to Him. She was never too tired to pray for, for John or Jake or Charles or Mary, you know. She... She, even if it was one o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, she prayed for everybody. Wow. She did not condone sin. She loved all her children 
you know, although they didn't serve God. She loved everyone and she spent time with them. But at the same time, she would reprimand them about they have to serve God. Mm. They need to think about changing their lives. Mm. She would talk to them about the word. But I think out of everyone, that spoke very hard to me. And you know, not having her here today anymore, it is it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, I can still remember the woman she was. Up until her last day, she served God. Mm. She, she prayed the whole night through. Up until the morning, she was gone. Wow. You know, so that is the relationship I'm striving to have with God. Wow. To always be in contact with Him. It's not easy. It is difficult for me, honestly. For myself, it is very difficult. There are times that I don't even pray and that I get angry and frustrated, but I desire to have mm -hmm. that relationship with God. And yeah. I believe that is what every woman who is married, whether they are strongly rooted in God, whether they are alone serving God and the husband is not serving God, mm -hmm. you know, strive to have that relationship. Because I believe that God loves us way more than our husbands love us. Wow. That is what I believe. Because, I mean, He designed us special, specifically, mm. you know. I'm not the same as the other woman. My husband is not the same as me. We are all individually designed specifically for a purpose. And not for our purpose, but for God's purpose. That's powerful. And at the end of the day, the identity that God has placed within each one of us, whether it's a husband or a wife, a son, a daughter, a mother or a father, mm. God planted something within each one of us. Mm. And the only way we can really identify what it is that God placed within us mm. is by seeking Him. Amen. Because the Word of God says, seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness and all things will, will be, be added, added unto, unto you. you. Mm. So by seeking God, you know, you will get answers to questions you don't need to ask other people. You only have to ask God. Yeah. So I believe that as a married woman, it is very important to first have a rooted relationship with God, who is supposed to be the foundation you build your relationship upon, your yes. marriage upon. Mm. Uh, that will help you be a, a strong, faithful, powerful woman in Christ. Amen. Someone your daughter will look up to and say, wow. I want to be in her presence. Yeah. That is how I felt about my grandmother. Just being in her presence. Because you know, when I lost my daughter, the fact that she, she came all the way to be with me. Even my husband's grandmother, mm -hmm. who also served God. She also came. Those women today are not here anymore, but they were such a powerful inspiration. And the fact that 
they were here. I just wanted to be in their presence, you wow. know. They, they, being with them made me feel I was with Christ. Wow, it, it was their substance. It was their substance. Yeah. Wow, and, and that, now that they're not here anymore, it's like, in retrospect, that example, it's inspiring you to keep on striving towards the mark of the high calling but by, by making sure that you are intentional to make sure that you put God first in your role as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, you know, as an entrepreneur. Wow, that is, my sister, that is very powerful. Um, I've been so inspired by your story and your powerful testimony. And I am so excited for what God is doing in your life in this season. And um, just to see where he brought you from, where you, where he has you and for where he's taking you. You know, I've been a witness in your loss, in your transition. And just seeing you gloom with all of this, you know, joy, the peace, you know, and the restoration. Um, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it speaks of, sometimes you don't have to really um, encounter God. You can just see him in someone else's life. You know, the, the testimony speaks for itself, itself that God is present here. And um, I want to really thank you for buying out the time to be here with me today. Thank you for traveling a distance. <laughs> we thank God <laughs> for your amazing, loving husband who could release you and take care of the kids and have you on this platform. Um, so I honor him for that. And um, so thank you, my sister. We are really excited for you. And um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Stacey, for having me. It is truly um, a God-given blessing to be able to share what I've been through, you know. I know there are a lot of women out there, um, even men, that are going through painful things in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, I hope and pray that this would encourage them and uh, might change their lives. Because mm -hmm. even though... It may sound that, you know, wow, she's strong. Yes, <laughs> I am. But it is also very painful talking about it. But through that, you know, I've learned that through this journey in my life, I have learned that pain will always be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. But never allow it to take control of your life. Wow. You will feel it. But you will learn to live with it. And that is what I've learned with the loss of my daughter. I miss her every day. Uh, I'm wondering what she would have been doing, what she would have looked like. But, I mean, God, God's will is not my will. You know, uh, losing a loved one isn't easy. Mm. But it is part of life's journey. Mm. And that is what will make you a better you. So you can be an encouragement to somebody else. Amen. So for me, it really is just um, a God-given blessing to be able to talk to you and to share my testimony. And, you know, I love God and He loves me because I see it every day in my life. Amen. So <laughs> now I just live day by day and I take in every second of what has been given to me. Amen. Tomorrow... Yeah, tomorrow will come if it comes. But today, I have it. We are present in today. Yes, Amen. I am present because God <laughs> has given me grace. 
Amen. That is a powerful signing out. Thank you, my sister. Um, thank you guys for taking time to listen to Tanya Manaj's powerful testimony. I'm really excited to see it impact so many. Um, kindly don't forget to subscribe, rate this podcast, um, tag us on social media, send us your reviews, what you took from this episode. We are really excited to hear from you guys. And um, ciao, blessings, bye.